0: welcome to mentoring the next podcast i'm your host Susanna bowden and i'm working to amplify the need for mentoring through education championship and storytelling On this podcast, you're going to hear from a variety of professionals who tell their story and share about the mentors who helped them pave the way in their life and industry. Together, we will throw it back to how they got started, talk about the now, and see how they're paying it forward by mentoring the next. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with the program director of Create Campaign, Alejo Cabral. Hello. How are you doing? Good, so we're gonna kind of get to know you throughout the podcast episode, but just so everyone knows kind of who you are and uh, how you help people, can sure. you share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, um, my name is Alejo Cabral, like you said. Uh, I, at the Create Campaign, lead a initiative called the Spark Community Business Academy. And What we do at Spark is really help entrepreneurs learn about the rules of running a business. So we are working with an organization at New Jersey called the Rising Tide Capital. And what we do through Spark is we put uh, individuals that are entrepreneurs or early startups. So if you have an idea or if you've been in business for three years or less, uh, you're invited to be a part of this program that's a 12-week program that teaches you really different Concepts about business that we may not think about Mm -hmm. For example, like how my personal budget is gonna affect my organizational budget, right or being able to identify who your actual target market is or Looking at uh, who are my competitors and who I mean who really are my competitors, right? Not just the individual that's down the street that's maybe selling us some of the product. But the really cool thing about Spark is that we use uh, basically uh, business simulation so we create like a mini economy throughout the program where uh, entrepreneurs are going through this program and are applying the concepts um, and this real life experience and then we're turning around and having them also apply these same concepts to their work right to their job whatever it may be and the beautiful thing about this is that the spark academy has been a program that's uh, it's been tried through rising tech capital so they launched their first cohort in 2006, mm-hmm. and they they are now in 11 markets. So Wichita was the 10th. But the really cool thing is that we are alongside markets like Chicago, Dallas, Charlotte, right? These big markets that we kind of look to as aspirate and and as a aspirational communities. And the thing is, is that we're bringing this program to Wichita to help our entrepreneurs today. And really create an impact for small business owners to say to teach them um, how to how to run their business in a way that's going to help them grow. Um, the really cool thing about the program is that within um, I, might, I forget the exact fact, the exact number, but within two years of going through the program, uh, entrepreneurs typically see like a ninety percent growth in revenue, which is awesome. like amazing, yeah. right? And then the really cool thing is is that our emphasis is really looking at low to moderate income individuals black and latino entrepreneurs and women right typically those communities that don't have access to the resources and we're teaching these individuals the rules of the game Mm -hmm. right oftentimes we don't learn about these things because we just don't know people in those respective spaces and so that's really what i do now um but the way that i see myself Um, And prior to this, I used to work at the chamber with you. And uh, the way that I see myself is as a a doorstop. Um, What I mean by that is when I was at the chamber, um, I was often the youngest and I was often the only Latino in the room. And so for me, I wanted to make sure that I was never the last person in the room that looked like me. And so when I think about my professional trajectory and, and my why, like why do I wake up and go to work every day. Well, it's to be a doorstop and to keep doors and opportunities open for individuals who don't necessarily have access to them. Um, And I think that, I believe that, you know, with Spark and the Create Campaign, that's just, that's just like the next evolution of me being able to do this, right? Um, Yeah.
0: Cool. (laughs) Well, that's cool that that's kind of like your life motto is to be a doorstop because like lately I've been thinking about what we just talked about earlier before the podcast and I, I I don't want to stand in the way of a door. So the mm-hmm. door is a good a good symbol.
1: Yeah, I wanna keep it open, right? Right. Like, like there's enough room in here. Let's yeah to get more folks in here.
0: Right. There ain't no capacity in this room. <laughs> right.
1: And sometimes the door's closed but it's not locked. Right. Right? And you forget about that.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. So okay, so that's all amazing, and I didn't actually know that that's what you were gonna do here. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, we're actually um, hosting
1: our first. Our program kicks off in March. Sweet. Which is super cool. Uh, we're hosting information sessions um, tomorrow, starting tomorrow, jan- starting January twenty fifth through the end of February. So I'm not okay. sure when this airs, but really anybody who's interested in just even learning about it, check yeah. out the information session. Yeah. Um, sweet. It's pretty impactful the work that that we're gonna be doing. Um, we obviously have an awesome foundation being at Create Campaign. Yeah. Uh, we have had an exceptional leader in Christina Long, who's I mean, really has been like doing the work of helping entrepreneurs and small businesses in our community for years and years and years. And so now um, we've got a team of four, and so it's like now it's just taking it to the next level. So. Right. Um, we're really, pri- I'm really privileged to be here, um, yeah. and I'm just, I don't know, I'm humbled to be a part of this team. I guess is what I'm
0: saying. Yeah. It's pretty awesome, especially to have that leadership and mentorship from Christina. Because yes. a lot of people talk about Christina when I talk to people on this podcast. So, okay, so let's talk about you.
1: Sure.
0: Way back, let's go way back. Um, um, technically, two weeks ago, I would have launched joseph shepard's podcast episodes so we have in february two cali boys okay that's cool <laughs> so tell me about when you were little Leo, who did you want to be and what did you want to be when you grew up like what was it
1: yeah uh this is fine i've always wanted to be the president of okay the United States. um not for the sake of like being the president but because like because growing up, my mom was always like, I feel like I am the embodiment of the American dream, right? Like my parents were immigrants. They moved here to this country for a better opportunity. Um, And we didn't grow up with a lot, but what I did grow up with, and I would have really privileged to have grown up with, is parents who pushed and learned and knew the value of having an education. Although they may not have had you know, professional degrees um, university degrees, things like that. They were both really uh, instrumental in in showing us and teaching us that you can be whatever you wanna be if you're willing to work hard at it. Yeah. And um, for me, I just always, I guess I've always seen myself as a doorstop. Like I, when you see like something like the presidency, the way I see it is like you're a public servant and you're there to, break, to bring down barriers for people to be able to live their best life, right? right? And so for me, it's just, you know, if you could be the ultimate mentor or the ultimate doorstop, you'd be the president. And so that's just kind of been my thing.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I'll ever do that, but
1: if I could be a doorstop and impact the lives of the people around me, then I'll do that and I'll start here. And then, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, then sweet, that'd be fun.
0: (laughs) you talk about your parents a lot. Mm-hmm. Who who were some of the other people in your life who kind of motivated you or encouraged you walked along your side, created access and opportunity for you? Oh
1: man. Um, I mean, my brother and sister mm-hmm. are like my heroes. I mean, I admire everything that they do. Um, when I was in school, um, I had a professor who, uh, I mean, I was in high school and I was, you know, 14, 15-year-old kid, like, goofing off with friends and stuff. And I was in an honors class, um, AP World History, and I had a a teacher uh, named uh, John Massimento. Super cool guy, uh, but I think he was the first person outside of, like, my immediate family that I remember believing in me Mm -hmm. and, like, seeing potential in me. And he would always ask. He would always say, uh, if not now, then when, and if not who, then you, mm. or if not you, then who, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it was, if not now, then when, and if not you, then who, and uh, that was really impactful to me because it like, I mean, there's one thing for your family to believe in you, but it's mm-hmm. another thing for people outside of your family to, to, uh, to see potential in you. Mm-hmm. Um, Surprisingly, I had a, uh, when I was growing up, I wanted to go to law school. Yeah. Um, And this is like a reverse mentorship, I think. I don't know how to describe it, but I told my uh, football coach in high school that I wanted to go to law school and then one day go to D.C. and be president, right? And, uh, you know, when you're like a 15-year-old kid, like that's, you know, you're supposed, you're trying to be vulnerable with people who you Mm -hmm. think are going to mentor you. And I remember him saying that uh, that I didn't have the integrity for that and that I would go there and get eaten up. And so that motivated me to prove him wrong. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know that I admire him, <laughs> but it definitely put a fire under me that said, all right, well, watch me do it. Right. Um, and then I had a, you know, you, you said access to opportunity. Uh, we had a family friend. Um, her name is Claudia Tellez, she is a, she was a counselor at one of the local high schools in our school district, um, and I remember her helping me fill out applications uh, for college and encouraging me to apply to schools that I never thought I could get into, like, like I applied to go to Penn, like that's I believe <laughs> like a kid from my neighborhood in my community doesn't go to Penn but she was the one who pushed me to say hey you deserve to be in these spaces right Mm -hmm. and that was one of the first times where i was like okay yeah you know what i should do that and i can't do that um but those are just some of the people that i think about that that kind of that i've admired or pushed me or you know opened up doors for me and believed them even when i just and i didn't see myself in in those respective ways
0: what is one of the things that they all encompass like What's a huge characteristic that you admire of those people?
1: They're selfless. Yeah. I mean, like when uh, when Miss Tay is, is helping me fill out applications at 7 o'clock after she's been at school all day. Yeah. That's selfless, right? When Mr. Nascimento pulls me aside and says, hey, buddy, like you have like you, you got to get the readings done. Because you know the stuff, right? Like when he sits down and takes me aside and, say, and says, you can, you don't have to be with the cool kids to move up in life, right? Mm-hmm. Like when he gets me, when he sits down and, and when sits, sits me down and talks to me and engages with me as an adult, right? And like sees me as more than just like a punk kid.
0: Right.
1: Like those are selfless things, right? Selfless actions. Um, I think that's when I think about them, that's what, that's what they all have in common is they're selfless.
0: Ooh, I like that. Okay, so think about right now. Who are your people? Who's in your circle? Uh, and what does that look like?
1: In my circle? What do you mean? Like my Who's
0: who's who are those people now?
1: That that have pushed me or now. Mm-hmm.
0: that are pushing you right now. Who that, you just went through a huge job <laughs> change? Like who, yeah. who did you turn to or if you want to talk about
1: uh I mean first is my wife.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Um my wife Morgan, she, I mean, she believes in me more than anybody else and uh, is the, be- is like the ultimate life partner, like pushes me to be the best version of myself um, and is and is an honest sounding board, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, she's not, she's the type of, per- my wife is the type of person that will keep a rule with me and let me know whether I'm in the right or in the wrong. But at the end of the day is pushing me to be the best version of myself. And I I mean, I couldn't ask for a better partner in my life uh, than Morgan.
0: Morgan better listen
1: to this. From there, I mean, I just have an amazing group of friends um, that, I mean, I could just like, I don't know, lean on. Um, I think one person that that, that I think about is, uh, that I haven't thought about is Christina Long, I guess. you know for her to give provide me this opportunity uh it also required her to believe that i was capable okay. and it's crazy how much somebody believing in you uh, how much somebody believing in you it can just spark a fire under you or spark or ignite another opportunity right for you and uh she's been an awesome mentor i mean we've i've known her for since i started at the chamber mm-hmm. uh five years ago when i started uh, I remember she was one of the first persons, one of the first people that I was told that I needed to reach out to to connect with because of who she was as a leader in the business community, um, and and it's funny like to come full circle and, and be where I'm at today working for her uh, and the team at the Create Campaign. It's just I don't know, it's kind of serendipitous I guess, but uh, she's somebody who uh, I love too.
0: Cool. And so, like, for mentorship and looking at mentorship right now in your life as a mentee, what does that look like? Like, do you seek mentorship often?
1: I do. Yeah, I do. I also have a mentor as well. His uh, his name is Bradley Dyer. He's amazing. Um, But it's really cool because, you know, I've known he was my when I used used to work at Credit Union of America and he was my uh, manager at the time. Um, and he is what he would call, he described himself as my keep it real man. Mm. So he always kept it real with me. And uh, I told him one day, I was like, you know, I hope you know this, but you signed up to be my mentor for like the rest of my life. <laughs> um, and we've, uh, we've, we've stay true. Uh, we've stayed true to that. But, you know, for me, it's, um, I've been privileged to meet and connect with individuals from different backgrounds. And so when I think about mentorship and, I, and when I seek mentorship, it isn't necessarily always a relationship for me that it's like, it's more like a, like a, something constant, right? Like me and Suzanne are going to meet once a month for the next three years. Right. For me, it's a matter of using it as a learning opportunity to learn about these people's experiences. Right. Um, and ask questions and be curious. Um, but do it in a way that's genuine, right? Like everybody knows something that I don't know. And so, Uh, That's kind of the way I've approached, Mm -hmm. right, These different relationships is um, how can I learn from their experiences? Um, Not necessarily casting all my troubles and challenges on them. It's more of, you know, learning and hearing them out because uh, just listening, I think you can learn a lot more than by asking three dozen questions, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do, I mean, like I said, I do have that one constant mentor that is Bradley. Um, and I think, you know, for 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 young professionals, it's important if you can find that mentor, do it. Um, but it sucks with just the conversation. And, like, for me, that mentor became my manager at the time, right? Mm-hmm. I think for young folks, like, we often want a mentor that looks like us and sounds like us. But for what? Right. So that they can validate your experience. Right. I, I, I have a mentor who is completely different than me and although we do have similarities um he challenges me to be better and is able to bring me a different perspective you know Mm -hmm. um i don't know it's it's uh mentorship is just i mean you gotta want it uh, and understand that it's like like you gotta put in it into as a mentee you gotta put as much into it as the mentors right right like you can't just expect to go out like go out with a silver platter and like receive all these things, like you gotta take the time too to get to know them and ask them questions. Your mentor doesn't have to be the CEO. Right. Like your mentor doesn't need to be a university president or a business executive or whatever. I mean, if they are, awesome. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, we oftentimes want mentors with big titles and stuff like that. And like, I don't think you need that. Like, I think if you have a mentor that cares about your well being and your future, and they're a gardener. That's a lot more valuable than the CEO of some Fortune 500 company that doesn't have the time of day. Does that make sense? Period. Like, yes. you, like you're, you're, you, you, and, and at the same time too, like you should. I mean, like Steve Harvey said, like take the time to get some knowledge those people and you want to invest that time too. Yeah.
0: Because you got to invest. Not to yeah. say that it's bad to yeah. be a gardener,
1: but you know what I mean. No. Like, yeah. Like, we oftentimes in society like hold in higher regard, like somebody who is a C-suite executive right. versus somebody who maybe works at a labor-intensive job.
0: Yeah. Well, and like, we've talked about it on the podcast already, like mentorship is not a leadership position. No. Mentorship is, if you can encourage, if you can motivate, if you can X, Y, Z, That that's also a mentorship. It's a relationship, it's a conversation. Yeah, for sure. And it's an investment Definitely. of time and energy. So, looking forward, um, I know that you ran W for like five years, yeah. um, but what are some other ways? So, if you are not familiar with W, I think we've talked about it on the podcast, but not <laughs> extensively, um, but if you're not familiar, it's a Young Professional Community in Wichita, um, ran by the Chamber, um, and it's... Yeah, so you created opportunities for young people, young professionals in sure. Wichita. But I know that you're involved in other organizations that are also pouring into maybe even younger mm-hmm. um, people. So also, I, I'm sure you probably know this because of your involvement uh, working with young people and working with men- as a mentoring organization that W is. Um, but one in three young people grow up without mentors. Yes. And I... Grew up without a mentor until I was 20 years old. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't until I was in college. Yeah. And the third year in college mm-hmm. that I was like, dang, I didn't know people have this kind of right. support in life. And so what are some of those other organizations that you're also involved in? And you can also talk about some of the opportunities you've created through W. Yeah. Well. No, I mean,
1: I think, uh, oh, that's a great question. Um, so one of the organizations, and unfortunately, you know, when COVID started a year and a half, two years ago now, Um, everything got kind of got put on pause and so I need to actually, my hope is to restart uh, at this next school year. Um, I used to serve as a mentor for uh, the Pando Initiative. Mm -hmm. So I used to mentor at at Pleasant Valley Middle School with a group of boys and, you know, every school year that group changed based off of the kids that were there. Um, and that was a really rewarding experience because I think I did that for like six years, seven years. I started when I was in college, um, and if you don't know the Pando Initiative, definitely check them out. They do some. We really... haven't talked about it yet. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a gal. Uh, her name is Jessica Cidiaco. She's a bomb. Uh, she's amazing. Um, but through this group, you know, I was able to have conversations with kids who I hate the term at risk, but they were flagged as at risk by their parents or educators or whatever. Um, yeah. But oftentimes, you know, like that was a really cool experience to, to connect with them and and just introduce like another, like nugget, another nugget of like maybe a little bit of wisdom in their life that they didn't think they were capable of doing. Um, like I remember one time, uh, I took, we took the boys on a, on a field trip to credit union of America and we took them to like five different businesses around town. It was like a Friday and they got to meet our, uh, department head for uh mortgage lending and credit of America. And there was I think it was 10 boys and the next week when we met we're like, you know, what were your guys' takeaways, what you learn, what you what you think? And all 10 boys were like, man, we're going to be loan officers when we're <laughs> out of here because that dude, Ernie Morn is his name, uh but he's amazing. They were like, Ernie's the bomb. We want to work for him <laughs> and we want to be like Ernie and it was really cool because, like, these kids, like, never learned. They didn't know what a loan officer was. And just, like, 15 minutes with this yeah. gentleman, they're uh, they're thinking about their new career and seeing themselves in a different way, right? Um, and I, I love the Pando Initiative. Um, they've been an awesome, awesome organization. And I feel like I've learned more from them and in the time that I've spent with them than at any point like in my life. Like, it's just right. been a really rewarding experience. I am going to get back to that. I'm saying this now on the podcast. So if you talk to me in August, (laughs) I'm going to be starting back at the school. Um, I don't know if it's Pleasant Valley or where, but we'll figure out. But I will be volunteering again with Pando. Um, I also serve on the board of Arts Partners. If you don't know Arts Partners, um, they use art to teach. uh, They use integrated art learning to teach kids in schools about STEM and different types of projects, different curriculum and stuff like that. Not just STEM. They'll use it for like theater and art, not the jazz, right? Uh, but one of the really cool things that we were able to do uh, their executive director, Ellen Monique Bacchus, if you don't know her, she's I mean, she's amazing. Um, she's one of the most remarkable people I've met ever. Uh, but she we helped introduce a program called Generation STEAM and through one of my other services I volunteer at, uh, I serve on the Board of park Commissioners, but one of the cool things that we did was we wanted to teach kids about STEM and introduce this program called Generation STEAM. You have the A for art. Yeah. Uh, you know, every year our parts department has like a wish list of things that we would love to see. But Unfortunately, like our city engineers, like they're just over one that don't have the time, don't have the capacity to right. address some of these challenges. And so what we did was we said, well, who, who really uses parts the most? Well, children do and so we worked with three schools um, and then we worked with engineering students at Wichita State and Ooh. then local artists and then kids came up with solutions to some of these challenges that we were facing and then That's they awesome. created like real life like scale yeah. scaled, uh you know models and like they were talking about like kinetic energy and vertical wind turbines and like um, solar panel powered like water fountains and really cool stuff right that like Little kids at these schools, like at Jardine Middle School, for example, were bringing up, and uh, like I wasn't necessarily in the classrooms, but I was able to be a part of the team with Ella that helped bring Generation C to life. But um, that's another organization that I'm involved with. So if you, you know, folks are interested, like you'll see, like for me, I really care about little kids um, and their well-being and their access to just seeing themselves in different light, and so Mm -hmm. that's where. When I get involved with an institution, um, I'm always looking at it from the from the perspective: okay, how can I use this to help better the lives of children? Yeah. Right. Um, but those are the two big organizations that I really care about, um, and I also not that I don't care about the other boards, right? But right. those are the ones that kind of pull my heartstrings.
0: Right. Yeah. So that's cool because we haven't talked about either one of those, and I actually didn't know about Generation Steam. And that's really
1: cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're super, super remarkable. Um, yeah. And,
0: and I think about like the Pando Initiative and how like it is really, you say at risk, but like also just you're being a male role model for yeah. young men. And I mean, some of them have male role models, but it's not bad to add more in their lives. Right. Um, so that's always nice. That's awesome.
1: Um, when I think about young adults, though, like through W, um, we've got an awesome, awesome mentoring program mm-hmm. called the Group Mentoring Program. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's one of my favorite programs that we did at W, and we'll continue to do, I'm certain. But as a young professional, you know, this is a really awesome way to meet other young people. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we feel like a mentor needs to be older than us, and sometimes they're the same age as um, but through the group mentoring program, uh, I think that's a really awesome way for folks to get to know, uh, not just their peers, but connect with actual mentors. Um, when I think about folks learning more and, and getting involved, you know, to mentor, like you don't necessarily have to have been mentored previously, right? Like we all have knowledge and experiences that we can share. And so for young, young adults, I think that turning around and being uh, a reach backer, right? Somebody that reaches back to the folks that are behind them that, that come after them. Um, that's a really easy way to turn around and help people. And I think, and one thing that I hear often from the mentors that serve in the mentoring program and my experience as well, serving as a mentor to these boys, is oftentimes as a mentor, you learn more and you gain more out of it than than as a mentee. And so when I think about being a mentor, there's a ton of opportunities just looking at, like, looking at universities and, like, student groups, right? Like, think of groups like HALO or, you know, like, the Black Student Union at Wichita State, like, um, and all these other different student groups that exist at universities, like, as young professionals, like, although we're similar in age to these to these young students, our experiences are still a lot different than what they've had because we've been in the working world for a little bit, right? Um, I hope that as young adults see themselves as mentors and take the time to turn around because those student groups need mentors as well,
0: right? Like, they need individuals that can teach them and and, and communicate with them and show them the soft skills that they need and -hmm. and teach them how to navigate different channels that they haven't navigated yet.
1: Um, And I don't know. I think, I don't know if that answers your question or not,
0: but I think it's, Mm -hmm.
1: you know, you, you lean into different organizations and associations like W and there's... Uh, the urban urban professionals and YLPW and NAP, and then there's professional associations as well. Um, those are low hanging fruit, right? But what I'm saying is turn around and go back to the universities, right? Or go and lean into groups like World Power Heroes or Girls on the Run or whatever it may be.
0: Ooh, we haven't talked about Girls on the Run yet. That's a good one. I don't run, so <laughs> <It's funny.
1: laughs> I, I, I really don't like running. I'm sorry.
0: Well, so, thank you for providing like all of those really good. Thank you for adding new things that we haven't talked about to the conversation because that's what we're here for. Yeah. To learn more about different places and opportunities to get plugged in. So, I'd like to wrap up with the game. Yeah. Uh oh. It's like it's like a word association. Okay. Of, um, I'm gonna say a word, and then you give me. You can give me a phrase or one word, or you can talk about your word. Whatever everyone just decides to talk about their word, so it's okay okay if you talk about your word. Okay. Um, there's five words. Okay. First word is mentor.
1: Mentor. I think. I think. um, Wisdom. Community. Everybody. Takes everybody to be a part of the community.
0: Yes, education essential. Create.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I would say campaign, right? Uh, (laughs) That's what came to my mind. No, uh, when I think create, I think of. um, I think of uh, oh man, I think of the word foundation, like Mm -hmm. you know. To create something you have to have a foundation right like you don't just build a house and put it on dirt right, right? you put a foundation um and if you're going to create change you got to have a strong foundation to be able to build something
0: like that mm-hmm. now the last word is next
1: next oh man next opportunity right i mean um uh, I don't know, you. yeah, you think next, I feel like I think about opportunity, right, what's the, what's the next opportunity, not necessarily for myself to gain something, right, but more of what's the next opportunity that I have to make an impact in someone's life, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, mentors, mentorship can be just a small instance, like it could be um, mentor doesn't mentorship, you know, when you think about being a mentor and serving as a mentor like being a mentor could be just a small interaction with, that you have with somebody that you may never see again right but maybe you pouring a little bit of yourself into somebody and making sure that they have a good experience is the thing that pushes somebody that is a catalyst for somebody to continue growing right, right. um so yeah i think about not the word opportunity so I hope that folks think about the next opportunity to pour themselves into somebody else.
0: That's a good note to stop on. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Alejo, for coming on, joining me, and speaking to the people. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Susanna, and uh, you know, I hope that uh, I hope that the folks that are listening, even those that aren't, like take the time to not just find a mentor, but be a mentor to somebody. Mm-hmm. um everybody has a piece of knowledge or you knows something that somebody else doesn't and that's really all you need to be a mentor right yeah. is how can you enrich the life of somebody else and know that when you help somebody you're gonna gain more out of it than they are
0: yeah
1: you know thank you thank you for having me
0: no problem Thank you for tuning in to Mentoring the Next. I would love for you to hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you found this podcast on and go out and follow me, Susanna Bowden, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Now have a great rest of your day.